Assalamualaikum everyone, welcome to another Presence of Paradise episode. Let's get into it. This is about an Australian model that wrote tents, so let's read it. So this is a true story that happened with a caller to Islam in Egypt, and he said how three days ago he received this email from a girl in Australia, and the email reads as follows. I am a young Lebanese girl that has a Muslim father and a Christian mother, and for the first 10 years of my life, I lived in Lebanon. We then migrated to Australia that brought an end to my relationship and my connection with the Middle East. I'm currently 22 years old. After migrating to Australia, my association with my religion also completely ended. The only thing I know is that I'm a Muslim. That's it. I don't know what the Quran looks like and I don't know how to pray. Religion plays no significance in my life. My mother and father separated, each one remarrying another person. I entered university. My mother and father left Australia leaving me behind alone with no family, brothers, or sisters. I knew nothing about my ancestry in Lebanon. I lived alone, and I had to work to spend on myself. I attend university in the morning and worked at a bar in the evening. I have a boyfriend, and I have not left out any haram except that I have done it without any shame. I am fully westernized. I know a little bit of Arabic. But eventually, I joined the beauty competition in New Zealand and won this competition. I'm planning to join a beer competition in New Zealand, and I'm currently modeling for magazines. During this time, I used to visit a Lebanese family residing in Australia. At their house, I heard a Ramadan lecture talking about modesty. At the end, the web address was given, and I went through a nervous breakdown. It was as though this lecture was addressing me directly. I'm sending you this email to ask, is it possible for Allah to accept me and forgive me? And this is where her email ends. No matter how weak a person's iman is, his or her soul longs for its creator just as the stomach craves for food. He wrote back advising her about the conditions of repentance and that Allah will, of course, forgive her if she repents. Two days later, she contacted him again and she says, I've repented to Allah, I've left my boyfriend and promised never to see him again. After another two days, she contacts him and says, I want to learn how to pray. Two days later, she says, I'd like some chronic audio tapes. So he sent her everything that needed to be sent. A week goes by and he doesn't hear from her. She contacts him again and informs him that she has retracted her beauty title of that particular city. Then came to surprise, she contacted him saying, I've put on the hijab. However, the story doesn't end here. Two days after putting on the hijab, she experiences a sharp pain. She goes to the doctor who diagnoses her with brain cancer and informs her that her days are limited. She enters the hospital for an operation. The success rate for this operation, according to the doctors in Australia, is 20%. That's what her doctor said. As for Sarah, listen to what she had to say. She said, I am pleased to meet Allah. I am happy that I repented prior to finding out about my illness. I don't know whether my mother and father will find out about my situation. If I live, I will support your website. For this website is my window to Islam. To Allah we belong and to Him is our return. May Allah have mercy on her who passed away at the age of 22. They buried her with the Muslims in New Zealand. Prior to her death, she sent a short email to him saying, I lived far away from my Lord for 22 years, but I repented and turned back to Allah in three weeks. I don't know many Muslims beside you in this internet forum, and I urge you to make dua for me that Allah has mercy on me and forgives me. Make dua to Allah to guide my mother, for she does not know anything about me. And that's where that story ends. So this is a small one, and I want to talk about why I shared this one in particular. Now, without doubt, this story is beautiful. It's insane and it's just amazing. And to think it's real as well, the fact that, you know, a girl literally lives her entire life doing all of those haram things, modeling, doing whatever it might be. And then in a matter of three weeks, 
Allah just changes her life and she dies in that state. You know, we always take death in a negative connotation. In reality, death is just the beginning of your life to come. And because she repented, because she changed her ways, Allah had so much mercy on her that in her last weeks of, you know, her being alive, she was guided back to the right path. What struck me out even more is how in the end she says, I don't really know any people besides you in this random internet form. And the reason why I want to share that, I feel like we don't ever think about how much of a little thing that you can do that can change someone's life, right? Whether that's resharing a post that you saw, doing something very, very kind or small that might help someone else. You don't really ever know what will help someone and what will change someone's life. You don't really know anyone's gateway to their heart. And even the most successful and lively people in your own life, in your everyday life, can be going through so much. A lot of the times, the people that check up on other people and care for other people need someone to care for them as well. They feel the need of wanting to be asked as well how they are. They feel the need of you know, hoping that someone cares enough for them as well. But a lot of times when you don't receive that and you do become someone who constantly checks up on other people and you do things for other people, I know that it can be very, very hurtful because sometimes you wish that there was someone to take care of you. But that doesn't mean you stop doing good things. You never know what good thing could be the gateway to someone's heart and change someone's entire life. And could be the reason your life changes and you get to Jannah. I understand also that lots of people that do help other people tend to sometimes feel drained at the end of the night because they feel like it's always about someone else except themselves. Obviously, you should take care of yourself. But you should also remember that when you do have the chance and the opportunity and you can help someone, you should. You don't know what word of someone's or what word of yours will hit someone in a way that will change their life forever. Here, it was just a random little internet form, connection through email. No one knew what this was going to lead to, but look at how it ended. With that being said, I hope you liked this episode. It was quite short, but inshallah, I hope it was valuable and helpful to you. Take care of yourself. Assalamualaikum.